0: Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute.
1: Hi, you're listening to Joe vs. the Minute, hosted by Tierney and Jarf.
0: It's happening.
1: We're a Movies by Minute podcast analyzing the 1990 film Joe vs. the Volcano. You can tell I've hosted these before because I just fell right into that rhythm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Movies by Minutes are podcasts that analyze the movie. One minute at a time. Which means every episode, we're going to talk about 60 seconds of this film. Today, we're not going to worry about how many seconds we're covering. Jarf and I are just going to talk about the trailer for Joe vs. the Volcano.
0: That's right. We're going to talk about the trailer. We're going to get you set up for the show. We're going to touch on some of the things that we want to talk about and why we're so excited to talk about this sad, magical fairy tale. And hopefully we're going to get you hooked. And by the end of the year, you will be listening to us three times a week. And you'll be as much in love with Jarf and Tierney as you are with Tom Hanks and all three Meg Ryans.
1: <laughs> yeah, this has been my favorite movie since since it came out on VHS. <laughs> uh, and my parents brought it home and I watched it. I was a little kid, but the fairy tale aspect of it really hooked me as a child. And then the nice thing was, as I grew, I appreciated different things in the film. And now here I am doing a podcast about it. Something that didn't even exist when I first watched this.
0: So how old do you think you were when you first saw it? I was six. Oh, wow. Very different than my experience. (laughs) I actually... Didn't see this movie till I was in college and still very much in love with fairy tales. But wow, to see it at six years old, that's something.
1: I just wanted to be Patricia. (laughs) That was my main takeaway from this movie. Patricia was blonde and had a boat. And I very much would have liked those things in 1990. So that was my main takeaway. And this movie has some slapstick in it, I would say. Um, Some sight gags, some more obvious jokes that really helped me as a kid embrace it. If one of our listeners is Tom Taylor from the Indiana Jones Minute, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because this is a serious movie that also has very blatant jokes in it. And I know he hates that. Oh, well, I love it. It's my brand, apparently.
0: Sorry, Tom. (laughs) But
1: yeah this this trailer is very weird because it kind of it really leans on that aspect of the movie.
0: and that probably makes sense based on where Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan were with their careers, right?
1: I guess yeah, I do love me some Turner and Hooch too. Uh, let's talk about puppies next
0: time
1: <laughs> right. No, just all right. So, my uh, my big thing is, I, I hate to say it, because we both really enjoy this movie. That's why we agreed to do a whole podcast about it. I hate this trailer.
0: Mmm, tell us more, Tierney.
1: There are things I like about it. I, I will get there. But, I mean, they used the Nutcracker suite at one point.
0: They went for the most generic trailer music that you can possibly get.
1: Three times!
0: <laughs> right. All of the music that you don't have to pay licensing fees for.
1: Do not judge the music in this movie by the music in this trailer. Totally different. And I think it makes it hard to, quote-unquote, sell this podcast when the trailer makes it look like, Ah, oh, gee shucks, we're just gonna laugh at Tom Hanks and Zany Meg Ryan. Ha-ha! And... I, I, they even use the the I'm losing my soul line, which is so emblematic of the whole movie and the deeper meaning. And I, I mean, we are going to get to debate philosophy and theology and what is the the meaning of life in our podcast. And there is none of that in this trailer. <laughs> and And don't get me wrong. I laugh at these jokes in the movie. Like I embrace it. it like I said, I'm here for it. It's just seeing them one after the other like that was very jarring to me.
0: It's true. They really lean into the zaniness and they don't really, I think it must've been a real shock for people that went in expecting zany and then they get something that starts out much more somber and heavy.
1: Also like 50% of the trailer is the last like 10 minutes of the film. There's so much of the Waponies and they're very important to this movie, obviously. But, dear listeners, spoiler alert, we don't get to the island for a while.
0: Right. It's about the journey.
1: You mentioned you're like, so much Nathan Lane (laughs) in the trailer.
0: Yes, we were talking about this in the green room, and I think that it is extremely dated that they went with Nathan Lane as the first one of the Pacific Islanders that they show without any kind of explanation for why you have a combination of actors that appear to be Native and actors that are Jewish.
1: And it's not just laziness and casting. (laughs) Like,
0: Right, it's not just laziness and casting. It's supposed to be the history of this unique island, how people emigrated to the <laughs> island, but they don't tell you any of that in the trailer.
1: And that's fair. That's fair. If you if you don't want to give the whole background of the Waponi Woo in the trailer, I understand. And I think you you could see things, but but like you said, they focus so much on it. So much of that trailer is on the island and. I guess they like that because a big part of the island is a big party and so it's very easy to cut that into a trailer. But I don't know, man. I could have spent more time with the luggage salesman. Marshall is one of my favorite characters. I I just, I don't know. I Maybe even if the trailer was tighter so there wasn't as much of jamming out on the island
0: I, I think they spoil way too much of showing him on the island besides making it seem like they are going to be extremely insensitive to native representation <laughs> I, I think that the the last seconds of the trailer should be him just approaching the island So then Mm. it leaves you with some suspense of what's going to happen. You see the volcano in the distance, basically. I don't even know if there is that shot in the movie, but you get the idea of where I'm going. And and you were making the point in the green room that they point out Meg Ryan and -hmm. her three roles, but they don't really explain
1: they needed to do the Parent Trap thing where it's like starring Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan and showing those three different characters.
0: Oh, yes. That would be perfect.
1: Yeah. Because that's one of the weird things about this movie that I love.
0: <laughs> that was actually the first thing that grabbed me when I watched it for the, the first time. The, the not dual role. What is it? Triple role mm-hmm. for Meg Ryan.
1: It took me a while to realize, again, I was very small, Mm
0: -hmm. that Dee Dee
1: was also (laughs) Meg Ryan. Sure. Because they make a point of saying, Angelica and Patricia, look, you know, that's your Mm half-sister? So I picked up on that right away. But it took a little while, and I remember being like, oh my god, she's there too!
0: You thought you discovered your first Easter egg?
1: Well, I read a few papers on this when I was in college, getting into the symbolism in it and things like that. And I didn't realize the hand reaching out thing.
0: Yes. Changes
1: between the three women. And that's what, yeah. So
0: I didn't pick that up until I started giving it a closer look when we were in pre-production for this podcast.
1: I would propose we have like a hand-holding watch, but the listeners will know because I'll just be squeeing the entire time. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think we need lightning bolt watch. I'm really oh, yeah. excited for that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh God, I love this movie so much. And it has my life philosophies. Uh, actually, a couple things I've used as my life philosophy throughout my life, which is what happens when you find your favorite movie when you're six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> And I should preface this as saying, I am kind of a movie nerd, and I love lots of movies. But I always use Joe versus the Volcano as, yeah, that's my favorite. Because then you don't have to get into arguing, you know, Spielberg or Lucas. Or, you know, do you want to include the classics? Do we need to get mm-hmm. some Ford in here? No, no, just Joe vs. the Volcano. It's a perfect movie. Done. I'm so mad that this trailer is so bad. <laughs> and I shouldn't keep saying that. I really like the narration that they put over this trailer, which I know is a very dated thing, but I think the way they tell this story and cut in, like, his diagnosis, and while well, I hate that they spoil the ending, the way that the line is between him and her at the end. I love you.
0: I love you too. I've never been in love with anybody before either. It's great. I am glad. But the timing stinks. I gotta go.
1: You know, it, that is very well done. Yes. Someone, whoever was writing the copy for this did an excellent
0: job. I agree with that. I like the narration. Do we know who did the narration for this trailer?
1: I do not. But I think everyone should watch In a World Starring Lake Bell.
0: Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me what I wanted to say. So we're going to let you, the listeners, judge for yourself. We're going to put a link to the trailer in our Facebook group. Tierney, we haven't talked about a name for our Facebook group. Oh. I was thinking Um. the Joe versus the Minute Listener's Island.
1: Okay, I like that. I'm only putting a pin in it because I really kind of want to involve the steamer trunks.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love those steamer trunks.
1: I love those steamer trunks, but I'm trying to think of something that isn't incredibly long for our listeners to have to figure out.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay, so go to... Go to Joe vs. Minute on Facebook, and we'll have a link there.
1: Makes a note to set up that page.
0: <laughs> you know what? We've got some very creative friends, and the Movies by Minute community as a whole mm-hmm. is so fun, so interactive. I Most of what I do on Facebook now, outside of work, is in- private groups for Movies by Minute podcasts because the the listeners and the creators are just such a treat to be around.
1: It's totally fair. I mean, these podcasts, we do them because we get to meet our listeners, because we get to interact with people. And it's just so much fun to kind of build a whole world around a movie that you love.
0: Let me anda.